It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBS Sports.com networks. And I'm talking to you after a busy Wednesday of free agency for the Green Bay Packers. Devon House is a Packer. Eddie Lacy is a Seahawk. Dayton Jones is a Viking. Before we get into those things, I'd like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Lockdown Podcast Network, which includes Lockdown NFL Draft, Lockdown NFL, and Lockdown Fantasy. In my website, PackReport.com, I talked to Devon House yesterday. I got a story up, um, a free story for everybody to read on House on the homepage at PackReport.com, and the full interview transcript is in the members' forum if you want to check that out as well. So a big day of Packers news, and let's dive right into it. And since we're talking house, let's start with house. On Sunday, I'm cutting down that, I'm working on that big tree. I'm actually not cutting it down. I have a friend cutting it down who's, who's much braver and better with the chainsaw than I am. So I'm lugging away the remnants of a 50-foot pine tree that blew over in the windstorm. And I get a message um, from a source saying that Divine House will be signing soon, but will not be with the Packers. So I put that out there and... Sure enough, they're Devon House signs to the Packers. Um, so I, interesting how this all came about. Devon House didn't think he was going to the Packers. So, um, in fact, he was. He said that he had prayed on it that he'd go to Green Bay. And a week into free agency, he hasn't heard from him, and he's thinking, "Oh, the Packers aren't interested. The Steelers are." So he goes on a flight to Pittsburgh for his visit with the Steelers, fully intending on signing a contract with the Steelers. Well, the Packers catch wind that he's in Pittsburgh. And this is how, this is not just interesting from a house perspective. I think maybe it tells you a little bit about how Green Bay treats free agency here. Green Bay figures out that house has gone to Pittsburgh. Now they're in. And the thinking here is, they don't want to be the guy setting the market. They don't want to overpay for anybody. So they let the market develop. Obviously, Green Bay's got a price amount that they want to pay. Green Bay talks to House's agent, um, which is Kenny Zuckerman, um, and figures out, okay, Pittsburgh's offering this. And apparently, this is in Green Bay's wheelhouse, this contract. And, and so, therefore, Green Bay offers one year and $3.5 million. Interestingly, he makes more money than the entire cornerback core 
I think. <laughs> Even in that bargain priced contract. So one year, three and a half billion dollars. The deal is struck while House is visiting the Steelers. And in fact, I talked to him yesterday while he was at the airport in Pittsburgh finally leaving. So um, I'm sure that's not the only time in the history of football that a contract has been struck while a player is visiting another team. But that's how all this um, transpired on Tuesday for us. One year, three and a half million. House wanted one year. House said his goal for agency was to get a prove-it contract, which makes sense from his perspective. Remember, you, after 2014 with Green Bay, he's a free agent for the first time. The Jaguars offer him four years, $24.5 million. Goes there in 2015, has a great year. Third in the NFL and passes defense with a franchise record, 23. House hit all the numbers. I don't know if he got them from Pro Football Focus or his own film study or, or from Joe Witt from back in the day. Well, I want to bet from Joe, never mind. I want, but he must have been from either Pro Football Focus or his cornerbacks coach in, in Jackson, but whatever it was. According to House, quarterbacks for 51 of 102. It's 50%. I'm good at math. 50% passing against House in 2015. Four interceptions, 23 pass breakups. Terrific year. They changed defensive coordinators. They changed schemes. And, of course, the Jaguars signed House in 15 to be a press man corner. I mean, just what he did here, that was his bread and butter here. And that's why the Jaguars signed him. Well, they get a new coordinator in 16, and they don't do that anymore. They scrap the press man stuff. This isn't House's thing. House starts the first four games and then barely plays after that. Um, in the, I have it in this story that I wrote on the signing, not the House interview story, but on the signing of House. Over the first three games of last year, he played 188 snaps. Over the first four, he played 218. Over the last 12, he played 54. So House goes from a guy who sets a franchise franchise record one year for passes defense to a guy who's not even good enough to start. Now, House is 27. My guess here is House didn't, start, didn't suddenly forget how to play football. I think he's a good football player, and I think Green Bay's got a really, really good bargain on their hands here. He's going to make a, I hate to say a big difference, but he's going to make a sizable difference on this team. I, mean, I was talking to a guy yesterday about the Packers, and he thinks this, I mean, obviously it's a great move, he said, basically he said, sign House, draft a corner, obviously a corner has to succeed, but sign House, draft a corner, and they're set on defense. That's what he said. We'll see. Obviously corners are huge. Um, it's, it's a pass-first league, and if you can't cover anybody, you've got no hope. That's what we saw at the Packers last year. So a big signing there. House plays on the outside. Gunter plays on the outside. Randall and Rollins do both. Um, if I were to guess, I would guess it would be Gunter, House, and Randall battling on the outside. And then Rollins and Randall battling in the slot. So um, Randall splits his time. Of course, and then obviously the, the corner they draft fits in this mix somewhere too. Or the corners they draft fits in here. But I think for now, that's the way they go about it. And, and let Rollins focus more on the slot and then let Randall maybe multitask to see where you're best at. 
and that but let let House Randall and Gunter figure things out on the outside. So a big, big addition for the Packers yesterday. If your business would like to speak directly to Packers fans, you should consider sponsoring this podcast. Locked On Packers has a growing listenership and great rates. If you want the demographic information, send me an email at packwriter2002 at yahoo.com. That is packwriter2002 at yahoo.com for more information. And, of course, that email address goes to you, too. If you just have a question about the Packers, fire away. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. List. All right, so Green Bay's got their corner. They lose Dayton Jones, an outside linebacker. And they lose running back Eddie Lacy. They have now lost seven unrestricted free agents. And I'm not talking run-of-the-mill guys. Um, T.J. Lang, pro bowler. J.C. Treader was their starting center until he got hurt. Micah Hyde led the team in interceptions. Julius Peppers. Um, seven and a half sacks last year. Eddie Lacy um, averaged five yards to carry last year, 3,000 yards from scrimmage his first two years. Dayton Jones, 500 and some snaps on defense last year and the team leader in quarterback hits. So that is six players out the door. Jared Cook will be number seven whenever he signs. Hey, lo and behold, Cook's going to visit the Vikings. There's a shocker. The Vikings are, are looking at an ex-packer. So they're going to have lost seven unrestricted free agents. Now, I mentioned this maybe in a podcast yesterday, but certainly in a story over a pack report on, on comp picks I wrote a couple days ago. You only get four. You don't give you any more. Green Bay, obviously, if you, once you include Cook, they're going to be minus six with seven players gone and the only unrestricted free agent signed being Martellus Bennett. So they are minus, or they are... Minus six or plus six, depending on how you want to view it. Which means Ted Thompson can go sign some free agents and not affect the number of picks. The only thing that you'd affect would be the quality of those picks. And that, of course, is the, you're not going to affect the quality too much at this point because the, most of the quality players are long gone. So interesting to see if, if Ted Thompson takes advantage of that and bolsters his depth by, you know, maybe he goes out and signs a guard, you know, for a, some competition there or a stopgap starter until the whoever you draft as a rookie gets up to speed or insurance should Jason Spriggs not pan out. Whatever the hell their plan is, maybe you you know sign a, a stopgap guard. I don't think there's any harm here for Green Bay losing Dayton Jones. The 2013 first-round pick, the door closed on him. Nine sacks in four years. Look, outside linebackers are paid to sack the quarterback. He didn't do that. Realized he had a bunch of pressures and those are certainly um, helpful and intended for 10 to force turnovers. But, you know, it's a position where you need to sack the quarterback. And the thing I think here is, who do they lose on defense? Dayton Jones, Micah Hyde, 
Julius Peppers. If there's a common thread there, it's that those guys are, would, are below average athletes for their positions. So, you know, maybe it's just a coincidence, but maybe this is a sign that, that Ted Thompson is looking to get faster on defense. So, I don't think there's any harm in losing Jones. He goes to the Vikings, one year, $3.5 billion. He's all geeked about trying to sack Aaron Rodgers. That's what he told the Minnesota media, and I'm thinking, well, he didn't sack anyone here. So good so good luck with that, buddy. Um, the plan for him, apparently, will be he'll be beefing up um, and maybe even playing defensive tackle. Um Probably the way to go. I don't. I don't think he's athletic enough to to make much of an impact on the edge. So I, that's probably the way to go. Beef up and put him back inside and see if he can help you in that regard. It further solidifies the fact that Green Bay is going to go have to draft outside linebackers. I mean, you go in the free agency with with Perry, Peppers, Jones, Elliott, all free agents. Now you've lost two of them. So that leaves you with Matthews. And Perry, as your starting tandem at the moment, of course, and then you know your you get Elliott and Kyler Fackrell are, are your backups, so you're you're pretty thin there. So that just solidifies the fact that Green Bay is going to have to go draft a couple of those guys. And again, it, it's the position where you need to make an impact in this defense, and wasn't enough impact from Jones certainly, and probably not enough from Peppers, the sacks notwithstanding. So I think you're better off trying to bolster that group through the draft. Different story is Lacey. Now, Lacey got one year, five and a half million. Three million of that guaranteed. I'm torn on this one. The money's huge, but the money's huge to everybody in this free agent group, right? I mean, it's, it's the way it is. And Bob McGinn of the Journal Sentinel said at one of Lacey's stops, Lacey weighed 267 pounds. Now, I get it. He's, he's a big guy. He's naturally a big guy. He had ankle surgery. I mean, he injured his ankle in early October. When we saw him in, you know, in January in the locker room, he was still in that little scooter thing. I mean, he could walk, but it's like a little, you put your knee on it and you just kind of scoot your way around. You're not burning a lot of calories that way. And as a guy who probably puts in some calories and then you can't burn them, you're going to gain weight. So I cut him a little bit of slack on the 267, which has gone viral. It's a great note by him again. But I give him a little bit of a slack there, but he's a hell of a player when he's healthy. He's a hell of a player when he's motivated. And you know what? Eddie Lacy's motivated for what? 16, 18, 20 Sundays per year. Eddie Lacy's ready to roll. It's the other 345 days when he's not ready to roll. So I, I, I totally get not signing him. But again, now you've got to go draft running back. Because Ty Montgomery is not going to be your running guy for 16 games. I mean, he couldn't get through the season without getting dinged up a little bit. Remember, he dropped out of the championship game. But, you know, beyond that, you got to have a rotation. I mean, you can't have Ty Montgomery playing, you know, 45, 50, 55 snaps a game. you got to get somebody else in here. Um, I know the name's still available. Adrian Peterson's still out there. Jamal Charles is still out there. Latavius Murray is still out there. That surprises me. He was the... A leading rusher for the Raiders. He's a Packers kind of guy, too. I thought, I really thought Green Bay would take a swing in him in that draft class a few years back. I think, I think that was a 13 draft. I thought Green Bay would take a run on him. You know, he's you know, 6'1", 6'2", 220 or whatever he is. He's been productive, but he's still a free agent, too. That, that surprises me that he's not signed. 
probably speaks to how how teams did at the running back position. Look, the guy's taken four years of hits. There's a whole bunch of running backs in this draft. So I'm assuming that's the deal there. So Murray Murray's a free agent. You know, I heard uh, uh, secondhand on Twitter that um, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network mentioned Charles and the Packers. I did some investigating on that last night. Nothing to it. Now, something could happen, obviously, but I mean, there, there's certainly nothing in the works there other than it's a, if you're disconnecting dots, it's a logical landing spot. Charles was a great player. He's had season-ending injuries on back-to-back years. Was a great player, a tremendous receiver. So from that perspective, he fits Green Bay. Obviously, Green Bay needs a running back. So with only Eddie Lacy. Look, they got Eddie Lacy, Don Jackson as a running back. Jackson had, what, 10 carries last year? And they didn't keep John Crockett. You know, James Starks is out there. And Kristen Michaels out there. So they have no, no running back depth at all. I'm assuming they have to go draft running backs. And that's the problem. When you have to go draft outside linebackers, and you got to go draft corners, and you might have to go draft the guard, now you got to go draft the running back. So that's the problem with losing Lacey. But otherwise, I get it. It's probably time to move on. You've dealt with his weight. Um, you thought he was fine. You thought you had it figured out last year with the Tony Horton deal. And, you know, I told you this story before. I remember early in the season, week three, week four, hell, maybe it was a week five game. Eddie Lacey goes to the gauntlet which is when all the players line up. The running back or receiver gets the ball and runs through the line of players, and they're trying to strip the ball out. Lacey ends up falling in it. And I joked to Rob Namaski, I think I felt the ground shake. I mean, he was just, he was huge back then. I mean, he'd gained, you know, if he had lost 25 pounds, I don't know, he gained 15 of it back, but then I don't know, he's still a hell of a player. So, you know, my guess is he'll, he'll probably do well in Seattle. So from Green Bay's perspective, who does it leave? Not much. It leaves Brett Goode and Kristen Michael. That's it for the unrestricted guys. And I guess Jordan Tripp is unrestricted, the linebacker who was a restricted free agent. They didn't tender him. So in essence, he's an unrestricted free agent as well. But that's that's it for the Green Bay free agent core. The, the carnage is over. I mean, if you lose Kristen Michael, yawn. You know, right? I, mean, I assume Brett Goode is a, a formality to come back. So that's that. The only question is, does Thompson go out and sign a guy or two? A a depth guy, a role player guy, a guy who's not going to sway that comp pick deal. And that will do it for this episode of Locked On Packers. My sincere thank you for listening. I truly appreciate it. Trust me, I would not be here without you. I'm not getting up to talk to myself. So have a great day, everybody. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.